everyone. Hello, we're back, both of us. <laughs> okay, so today we're gonna cover Ephesians 4, a very famous verse on the church. And the first question says, why does God institute leaders in the church and what are they supposed to do? Verse 11 says, he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. So it's very clear that God did institute leaders in the church and they're supposed to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So here we see that every Christian needs ministry, that this is God's vision for us. And one thing I want to know is in verse 12, how each person is called a saint, equip the saints. I don't know about you, but I don't feel like a saint, but yet God calls us saints, you know, with high vision and the way we're going to grow into this very lofty title that God gives us is through the process that is laid out in this chapter. Yeah, so I think just to make it clear, every Christian is to be engaged in the work of ministry. It's not just for the leaders to do, but the leaders are supposed to equip the saints so that they can do the work of ministry. So it's that additional responsibility that leaders have, but all of us, we are to engage in the work of ministry and to build up the body of Christ. So the second question says, God calls Christians to grow and mature. So I just paused there and wanted to list out all the words that describes this maturity. Like, what's our goal? And uh, these are the words. It says, attain unity of the faith, attain knowledge of the Son of God, mature manhood, full stature of Christ, to no longer be children. And children are described as tossed to and fro by waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, craftiness, deceitful schemes, and lastly, to grow up into Christ. And I was just taken aback by this description of what it looks like to be a mature Christian. Yeah, so I thought about what's the reason that we uh, need leaders. It's because there there is a goal, there is a direction. So there is maturity to reach maturity and the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's contrasted to no longer being children tossed to and fro. So I just thought about the imagery there of the chaff from Psalm 1 versus the tree that is rooted and it is fruitful, it is grounded in God's word and not tossed back and forth. And what are they tossed by? It's the wind of doctrine, human cunning, craftiness and deceitful schemes. So that's why we need the knowledge of the Son of God. Uh, that's why we need truth and verse 15, truth spoken in love so that we are not uh, tossed back and forth so how is it that leaders do this? Well, so verse 12 uh, talks about equipping. And I just thought about the picture of equipping, like giving someone the equipment that they need. So I thought about uh, a mountain climber. And if you get trained to climb a mountain, like there's there's going to be a guy who gives you the tools and equipment that you need. He's going to train you in, in the proper technique and, and, and strategy for going up the mountain. And there's going to be training involved. There's going to be practice. There's going to be how to repel and how to use a carabiner properly. And they're going to model that for you. And so equipping, I think, involves all those things. It involves instruction. It involves structure and accountability. Like we need to follow along and we need to obey. There's training. It's hands-on. It's doing things. So it's just a picture of Christian discipleship. And so that is how we get equipped to do the work of ministry. And then the second part of that is in verse 15, which is speaking the truth in love. So in order to grow up into this kind of maturity, we need instruction and not just instruction in terms of knowing doctrine, but it's we need to know the truth. We need to be instructed about uh, ourselves and, and see ourselves accurately. So the truth about us, and that's difficult truth because we're sinners, but we need that kind of feedback. Our character, our sins, our immaturity, the ways in which we're selfish or uh, stingy or lazy, and in just in many ways, because we're blind to ourselves, we need other people to speak the truth to us and not just pointing out each other's flaws, but 
truth and love so that we can receive that humbly and we can repent. So truth and love means there is also acceptance and grace. And I thought about John 1 14, uh, where it describes Jesus coming and he was full of grace and truth. And I think we are to be that voice of grace and truth for one another. And that's what it means to speak the truth in love. And you know, it's not, it's not loving to withhold the truth from someone. So for all of us, I think we have many opportunities for roommates, for spouses, you know, you, you see the truth about the other person because you live with them. And you know, not just to get annoyed or just to have uh, tension, but to speak the truth uh, in love to that person. And I think in that way, we really serve an important function to minister to one another. So that part of the question, it says, what part of that process, the maturing process described in this passage is hard for me to accept. And I think for many of us, it's receiving truth. And oftentimes, even if truth is given to us in a very compassionate and gracious way, I think we're sinners and we don't like seeing negative truth about ourselves. But that's something that we can avoid if we want to mature and grow and be equipped. So I think it's important to know what are the ways in which we get tripped up here? What are the ways in which we, we get defensive? And just to know that so that we can catch ourselves. I think for me over the years, you know, I don't outright rebel anymore, but I catch myself by rejecting truth, by making excuses, doing mental gymnastics and say that there are mitigating circumstances that were not my fault, that other people's fault, so blame. And I'm still susceptible to these ways of denying truth in my life, but I, I've gotten better at catching myself and I know my patterns. And so I can stop it a little bit more quickly than before and receive truth a little bit more humbly, but it's going to be a lifelong process. And I think we need to remember the goal. Hebrews 12 verse 11, it says, For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So, you know, scripture acknowledges that discipline and truth, it seems painful in the beginning, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So it is the mechanism which God provided to help us mature and grow. And I think we need to just keep the end goal in mind to attain unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and to reach maturity to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And this is God's high vision for us that we need to keep in mind so that we could be humble and persevere through the equipping process. When we look at ourselves, we know we're not there yet, but in Philippians 1.6, it says, and I'm sure this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. So this is a guarantee. You know, the work started in our lives at the moment we became Christian to uh, be complete on the day we meet Jesus. And that's an exciting thought and a comforting thought. God is working in us so that we can be complete and mature.